If you asked me what I felt to be the simplest, while at the same time the most sophisticated pattern that uh, I teach and I focus on when I teach beginning students, it would be in, found in hour 27. If, if you go here to hour 27, this is the set of patterns that I teach. This is the introduction to it. And in these three PDFs, if you open them up, I will highlight them here and, and, and show you. Most people think of you must as just I have to and then just bypass it and think nothing more of it. But in fact, this set of patterns is used both in the present and the past with verbs, adjectives, and nouns. Uh, the first example at the top would be the in the positive, and this is the negative. Positive, negative, positive, negative. And it's used in four different situations, which I highlight here. The first is, I have to go and I must go. This is used, perhaps, this particular uh, nuance of the pattern is only used about 5% of the time to mean I have to go, I must go. Um, in fact, it gets dwarfed by these last three, which are rather similar, but will give you indications of when this pattern can be used and how it stimulates conversation. In fact, I always refer to it as a pattern where you make a question without ever asking a question. It's in a sentence form, However, it will, the, it will elicit a response from those that you speak with. It can be used in number two here to respond to something said. You know, if somebody says um, something that you think is ridiculous, you say, oh, you, you must be crazy to do that. Somebody says, I'm, um, I'm going to go on a vacation to France. Oh, that must be wonderful. After you use these patterns, the, it will stimulate conversation. Without even asking a question, it stimulates the conversation. In fact, it is number three here. It's an indirect question. You know, instead of saying, um, are you tired? you're making a guess, you're asking a question, you must be tired, they will tell you the answer. I am tired, I'm not tired. You see a policeman and you, you wonder where his, um, what city he works for, you can just guess. Uh, you must uh, be a policeman in Chicago, right? You must like being a, a policeman. And they will tell you they, they like it or they don't like it. Um, your teenage friend gets a new car. Instead of saying, oh, did your father buy it? In the past tense, you could say, oh, your father must have bought that. And they will tell you yes or no, even though they don't 
want to answer, you can tell by their answer what the response really is. You see um, a picture of a guy with his with a girl. You you want to know who she is. With a noun, you can say, "Oh, that must be your girlfriend." And he will tell you, "No, it's not my girlfriend. And it's just a friend from school." It's used to guess. Whenever you want to guess about something, right? Um, you went to see a movie, but the person doesn't seem to be um, interested in talking about the movie. You say, well, it must not have been interesting. So these patterns are usually used in the present and the past tense. They always elicit a response from whoever you, you're talking to. You see somebody with a new watch. You want to know how much it costs. Instead of saying, if you don't know the person well, how much did it cost, which would be rather rude, you could say, oh, that must be really expensive. And they can they will either answer, yes, it was expensive, no, it wasn't. If they're really a good friend, they, they'll tell you, yes, it was expensive, it costs $100. Um, so whenever you find your situation when you want to guess about something, make an indirect question, or respond to something that's said, this pattern is used. If I hear a beginning student use this correctly, you know, I'm just in wonder and, and um, you know, um, you know, you feel like standing up and clapping. So just imagine yourself in any situation with somebody and you have a question to them. You can simply use this pattern and it will elicit an answer from the, from the person you're talking to. Um, there are some short forms of this in the past tense. When the native speaker speaks very, very quickly, must have, so you must have bought it, you must have bought it, you must have bought it, you must have bought it. These are not grammatically correct, but when people speak fast, this is how it turns out. It's never written this way. You know, she must have been angry, she must have been angry, she must have been angry, she must have been angry. So these are short forms which we make you aware of because when people do speak fast, you may not be able to pick it up. The student has to um, use this many times, have, it, have him, him or her uh, repeat it. And the more they use the pattern, the more they will hear it from the native speakers. In a more subtle form of must, you may hear may or might used. These are less strong. They're not as strong as must, but, um, you know, he may not like her. He might not like it. He must not have gone there. He must have gone there. 
Once again, the future tense is, is, is not used here. It's only the past and the present. We get into examples of that in the lessons. Uh, we first introduce the lesson. We give you examples. We have you repeat this. We go over the distinctions between must and may and might. Once again, may and might can be substituted here. And they're not as um, forceful as you must. I then show you how you use these with all the patterns that we've learned up to this time. You know, she must like to study. He must have planned to meet her. She must feel like leaving now. Right, so we can combine this simple pattern, you must, with the patterns that we've already we've already um, uh, learned in the lessons. Then we have once again um, a series of of photos where questions are made, reviewing patterns one through twenty-seven. There's always a about 200 questions. The PDF is a verbatim of what's in each of the the photo sessions where questions are asked. So at the bottom also there's a, a teacher's tips which uh, I give you some insight into, further insight into how this pattern is used and how to correctly use it and help the students sound more natural. Show them how they can ask a question without asking a question. Thank you.